Good morning. It's so lucky to be with you guys. Uh, finally, that I can join you. We uh, uh, so as you've heard, we're from Malkus. We have a bunch of guys that come and visit you this morning, and uh, we actually had like a a mass exodus out of Malkus today. So we closed down church with us, and we sent the whole congregation to I think it's eight or nine different other congregations. So, and uh, I picked you. Right. So, yes. so I, I knew, so my mom-in-law is here, and I knew, look, if I send people from Alpus here, and I'm not part of this group, I'll never hear the end of it. So, yeah, yeah, so it's like, I, that's, I'm joking. We, I, I really wanted to be with you guys for a long time now already, and uh, lucky that I could join these, uh, these two comms that came to visit you. And um, I, I'm full of faith, man, that God's going to do something in us this morning. I, I don't know any of you. I literally know the front row, and that's about it, and my mom-in-law. And so, um, I, but as I was preparing, I'm really full of faith that the Lord wants to come and do something in, in you this morning. And I'm going to um, speak on one of my favorite things. It's part of who I am. That's something I'm loving is worship. All right. I love it. So it's in me. Um, and uh, and um, I really trust that the Lord will break something open for you guys today in this congregation, in this house regarding worship, that it is not just for Gunther and myself that's young and fresh and we're going to give it, but it's actually for all of us, something that we can bring to the Lord. Um, so let me see where I need to jump up. I, you need to excuse me. I, yes, we, I'm like, tomorrow I'm going to J-Bay. Yeah, so I'm like, I'm like right there and I'm going away for two weeks. And uh, not, not to Java only, but I'm uh, definitely going there. But uh, we're giving it proper horns before we go away. So I'm preaching it this morning and tonight at Sunday LPM. And we had a wedding last night that I officiated. We got back like at 11. And so well, this morning I get out of bed. I'm like, what are we doing? And so if my, if my brain's a little bit slow, please forgive me. Okay, but we, we, we're going to go for it. But I want to I start like thinking about worship. So um, I am 28 now. And I remember when I was, when I was grade 8, it was the first time that I ever heard the word worship. Can you believe that? Now, okay, help me. Afrikaans made that I've never heard the word worship. So that's, I'm Afrikaans. So I'm so thankful when I, when I came, when I knew that I'm coming here this morning, I thought, okay, this is Durbanville. These people will at least show me some grace when I, when I use bad English, okay? But in Malkbus, the thing, I don't often get corrected on my theology, but my English is like what they, what they nail me on Sunday after Sunday, okay? So I'm joking. But uh, so anyway, I grew up Afrikaans, and I, grade eight was honestly the first time that I've heard the word worship. So I grew up in the Infia Church, I think probably like many of us here, and uh, church or worship experience for me was like you, we went to church, we sang two songs with the organ, okay, and then we sat down, and then we said that, uh, we had that little line, a gloon God die Vader, die almachtige skipper van jimmel en aarde, remember that, that ne? and then we sat for another two songs, and then maybe some Sundays we would stand for one more, and that was it, okay, and, uh, and I remember one day there was a lady who, who raised a hand in church during worship, and I honestly thought she had a question. Yeah. I, I've, never, I've never seen where, like, like and I, I remember asking my dad, like, what's up with that lady? She's standing with her like somebody just, she wants to ask something, man. And I've never, I've never seen expressive worship. I've only known, um, honestly, my, and this was maybe my experience, and it, it wasn't a healthy church, but my, my experience was like, it wasn't fun. And some people sang really loud, some people didn't sing, some enjoyed it, some just did whatever they wanted, and that was what we, that was it, okay? And I, I went on a Christian camp that was hosted by Timothy Ministry Team, actually Team T, that, that outreached to Bloemfontein, and I went on this camp, and it was wild, all right? I remember there was drums and guitars and whatever, and I've never seen it in my life, and I, we, we had like, and it was a bunch of teenagers, okay, so we were, and I had ADHD, so I was like in my happy place, all right, like we were just going for it, and, uh, but I remember it was the first time that I saw expressive worship unto the Lord, and it was so attractive, so attractive, now, I didn't even know, I didn't even know God then, okay, I was, I was raised in church, I didn't know the Lord, but I remember seeing that, and, and thinking that the, I've heard Christians say how big God is, but by the way that these guys worshipped, I know that they believe He's as big as they say He is. And, and there's something, you know, for, for us as a church, 
in the way that we worship, I want you to know that unbelievers will know if we believe that God is really as big as we say He is through the way that we give Him praise. Okay? If, if I say that God can do anything, and I can't care less than to stand up when we honor Him, I'll have serious doubts whether I believe that He's as worthy as He says. Are you with me? And um, so I want to I wanna look at that for us, you know, like there was in the prayer meeting, Martin started this morning and he, uh, he said he had the scripture that the eye is the lamp unto the body and if there's darkness, then the whole body will be dark, and if they, but if there's light, there'll be light. And just as we were praying, I, I felt that the Lord highlighted this thing for me, you know, I think that scripture speaks about darkness, that is sin, you know, that blinds us and whatever, but I, just as we were praying, I also realized that the Lord said that our experiences and our our history of growing up, our history of church, our, our preference can cause shadows and darkness in our eyes that actually darkens our whole body. And, uh, and who is the people in the Bible that Jesus confronted the most? The Pharisees, eh? the religious, re- religious leaders, okay? the religious leaders, the ones who thought they understand, the ones that thought they had the light, yet they had a preference and a upbringing of religion that caused them to be darkened and they couldn't see. And none of them, not, not even Nicodemus, and we've, I mean, I guess many of you have seen The Chosen, and that part just broke all of us, you know. It's like the one who should have been able to see couldn't be the ones that brought him worship. And the prostitutes and the, the beggars, the lame ones, they are the ones that eyes open and they could give him proper worship. And, uh, and I think for us as a church, you know, I'm looking at, at you, and I'm probably one of the youngest ones here this morning, yeah? And, uh, um, <laughs> sorry, sorry. Look, I, I didn't say that there's a bunch of old people here. I'm just saying I'm, this, I'm the younger. And, uh, but all of, you, all of you here this morning, up until today, has had some, even if you're here in church for the first time, you've had some experience when it comes to church and to singing songs that as, as a, like a, um, it's your frame of reference, you know? And for Michelle, I've met her for the first time today, and she just encouraged us, hey, we need guys on the worship team, you know? Like when she said that, I realized there's a hundred different, different opinions for what that looks like when we invite guys to that. And I really have a desire this morning, actually that I, what I believe is that God wants to bring all of us on the same page that he said, and this is what Jesus prayed, he said that God, I pray that they all be of one heart, one mind, one purpose. And actually what it means, one heart and one mind, is even like we think the same way about how we worship. There's, no, there's not different strokes for different folks when it comes to worship. And, and, and in worship, it's probably the, the number one thing that the church has been divided over, you know, the different strokes for different folks. Like, you like it this way, I like it this way. You like it that way, you like it that way. And, uh, and the church has been divided, and actually Jesus said, no, 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 no. The church is called to be one heart and of one mind and of one purpose. And, and I, I believe that that's what the Lord wants to do for us this morning. Is he wants to bring out this in, on the same page. What does worship mean for us as a church? And, uh, and how do we do it? Is that cool? So I want to ask you, even out of the bat, and I had to do this in the pre-meeting, I said to the Lord, Lord, if there's any, any shadows in my eyes or in my heart when it comes to worship, and I, I love it, but if there's a shadow, I pray, would you, would you come and let light shine this morning as we speak, that we can see rightly? Because I don't want my body to be darkened because of my own preference, man. Like I, I pray that God will come and shine light to us today. And can I ask you, can you do the same to ask the Lord, God, I know that I probably have a preference when it comes to this thing. And it goes both ways, you know. I always wanted to be wild, or always wanted to be spiritual warfare, or I always wanted to be just mellow. Whatever your preference is, can you say, God, I pray that light will come this morning and, uh, and penetrate that the whole body can be enlightened. Can we do that? All right. So, uh, um, Continuing on from the story, so I got saved the year after when I went back to that camp, got saved again, the Lord did a work in my heart, I actually got healed from that ADHD, some of you might not believe it, but that's, the Lord did it, okay, and uh, it's, uh, it's actually, that's how I got saved, this Lord healed me, I uh, was completely healed, someone prayed for me, went back and I threw away the Ritalin and I was completely healed, miracle that the Lord did, and uh, and I remember I was so thankful for, for the first time in my life I would actually sit and read Bible, you know. And, um, 
And, but now we're still in this church, and I remember I was like, but I've, I've seen something, you know. Who of you, after you've tasted something of the Lord, like you just, you can't go back to the, the old, man. It's like you've been exposed to something bigger. And, uh, and I remember we're in this church, and I was like, no, man, there needs to be some form of music out there that I can get a hold of. And I remember back then, your song was the thing, okay. And I, I remember I went to, I was grade nine, so I had very little money, but I, I took all my pocket money, and I bought this your song CD. And, uh, and I went back home, and it, and in my head, or in, in my world, worship just went to a whole new level, okay? For those of you who don't know your song, okay, they, everyone should know them, okay? Uh, but they, Church in Australia, and they were really some of the front runners that came to um, what we would call probably modern worship, okay? Whatever that is, anyway. But, um, and it just took things to a whole new level. But unfortunately, what it also did is it created a massive debate in the church, is suddenly guys were like, there was a church that split about this, that, listen, should we worship now with the organ, or can there be guitars and drums in the band? And, uh, and it went to, um, should there be a choir or not? Like, I remember seeing this old American stuff, you know, that they had all these choirs, and now we're going back to choirs, actually. We like choirs again in the church. And, uh, and it, it created debates like this, and I would be in trouble for this. It said, can you go to church in a jean or not? Or should it be a suit and tie? Who of you remember those those years ago, and, uh, and I remember even hearing debates about, should the words when we sing, should it be in a little book, or, or can it be on a screen, or back then we had that three projector, you know, the, the transpirante, that, like, okay, and you had someone employed for that, because it was hard work, okay, and all the files, and you, and, um, and, and I tell you, we laugh about this today, but churches split because of those issues, and as for the Afrikaans guys, you, you might remember there was a guy called Jan de Wet. I don't know if you remember that, okay? I, he, he was good for us when we were kids because we had Jan de Wet and he loved lighties, okay? Now we're back at those things with, with our child, okay? But, uh, but I remember he, he started worshiping in, with, a, with the guitar in church. I tell you, people crucified the guy because, like, how dare you? And, uh, um, and, and how far have we drifted, you know, as a church? Like, that actually churches split and people left the faith. Because of opinions like that. And, um, and so the, the question came up, like, what is the proper way to worship? And, um, and we just keep evolving. And, um, and now the other question is, because are we making sense of this thing yet? Or are we just becoming more and more disillusioned, actually, about what worship is? You know? Like, we think we, we've got modern worship sorted out. And uh, actually, I think we're just way more confused than ever before. When we, when we begin discussing issues like that, and we think, yo, we got it right now. But 2,000 years ago, they probably had it sorted. Yeah. And so I want to read a scripture, Hebrews 13. Um, it starts like this. It says, through Jesus, therefore. And I, I want to stop there. All right? It's like, with worship, um, the only reason why we can even sing the only reason why any of us can be here today, and we can actually expect that God would come and meet, meet with us today, through Jesus. Right. And I, I think for, for a long time in my life, I've used worship as a means to an end. You know, We've, we've, we've used worship to, to rally the church so that the preach can settle lacquer. All right? Or we've used worship to get the goosebump feeling so that we can... Or we, we've used worship to... Um, I don't know what we've used it for, but we, we actually forget that it's only because of the price that Jesus paid that we can even dare to come here today and sing. Yeah? And, um, and I, I want to I wanna encourage you, like, if you, if you wonder here today, like, so some of you, like, even I, I realize as we're speaking, that I might come up against a few uh, preconceived ideas or some of you are hating what I'm speaking about right now. Yeah? And I want to ask you, if you're struggling here today and you think, man, I... I'm the one that likes to sit at the back or, and just have my time and it's just me and Jesus, you know, and, and that's great, you know, but I remember, I want to ask you, when we start singing today, because we are going to worship, just remember the price He paid, yeah? and the one that endured the cross for us, yeah? we were the joy that was set before Him, the church, all right, and, and remember that He paid a great price, and, um, and that if you need a reason today to worship extravagantly, it's through Jesus. It's through Jesus. Right. But it says, through Jesus, therefore, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise. And, um, I, man, I don't want to jump into this too long because I, I just need to watch my time here. But 
Um, I don't know if you woke up this morning and thinking, man, I want to give God a sacrifice today. <laughs> man, not really, okay? Like a sacrifice in its essence is something that costs us something. Yeah? And, uh, and I don't think we always wake up thinking like, oh, I want to I wanna sacrifice something today. I remember when I led the youth years ago, one of the boys really started walking with God, but he, he was... For like, not for lack of a better word, the only word was he was addicted to his PlayStation, okay? And, uh, and I remember he would make these moves with God, and then I would find him just playing 10 hours a day again, and he would like lose like his walk with God, you know? And I remember he came to me once, and he said, Hannes, I want to sacrifice something to God. I want to give him my all. And I said, okay, let's start with your PlayStation. And, uh, and I remember, no, not really, okay? So, and uh, and, and so he actually did it, okay? And today he's one of our leaders and he's doing wow. He, he did it, all right? But remember, that was, it was a sacrifice to the Lord, man. And, um, and Paul says here, or whoever wrote Hebrews, whatever you believe, okay? But he, he starts and says, let us continually offer to the Lord a sacrifice of praise. And I want to say, worship in its very essence is a sacrifice unto the Lord. Louis Giglio said this, and I need to remember the phrase correctly. He said, no, but without sacrifice, there's no worship. Man. And, um, and actually, I wanted to know that worship, if we bring something, even the fruit of lips, okay, where it says that, that confesses in name, his name, it says, even in singing songs, it needs to cost us something. It needs to, it needs to, man, it can't be just comfortable. Without sacrifice, there's no worship. And, uh, and so I want to encourage you, like, with a, a sacrifice of the fruit of lips that confesses his name, the very essence of that is that we need to bring him something that costs us much. Um, I don't want to go into too much of this, but David said this in 1 Samuel 24, 24. Um, the Lord asked him to go buy this field and sacrifice him to him. And this other guy said, oh, I hear you want to offer something to the Lord. You can just have the land for free. And David said to him, no, no, no. Far be it from me to offer anything to the Lord that cost me nothing. And I wonder... How many of us, you know, sometimes bring worship to the Lord that is just so cheap, so easy? And, and I, I'm even asking for myself, you know, I was driving here this morning. I was thinking, for me to lift my hands, I want to say it's really not a sacrifice. I love it. I love it. It is not, it, it, I don't, it doesn't feel like it costs me much. But there's times where um, I, I even asked the Lord this morning, coming here, God, what, are, what can I bring you that will hurt me? You know, that'll, they're like, I can feel God, when I walk out here, I've given you something that you've been pleased with. And uh, I wonder how many of us wake up thinking like that, that God, I, I don't care if I get a goosebump today when we worship or not, but when we walk out the door, I want to know that you've been blessed but with what I brought you. But you know, as a people, to our core, we don't think like that. We, we think we're coming here today to get our fix for the week. And... Uh, and so that we can be fed. And, and, I, and I think that's where, that's where it just goes wrong, you know. And we actually become consumers of worship rather than being the consumees. Actually, we are the ones. Romans 12 said that you're supposed to present yourself as a living sacrifice. We're supposed to be the ones on the altar, you know. And we say, God, have all of me. And, uh, and actually, the world has turned to modern worship. What can suit me? I think to the core of, of the, even that verse that Martin read, you know, it's blind eyes. We're just not seeing anymore. And I'm including myself there. Is this making sense? It's blind eyes. And actually what the Lord wants to open today is just not about you. It's just not about us. No, it's, uh, it's because of Jesus. All right. Um, 2 Corinthians 5 verse 9 it says this, so whether we are home or away, we make it our aim to please Him. It's beautiful. Yeah? And I, I, I think that's something I want to stress for us as well. It's like our aim, you know, with coming to, to bring something to God, us as the consumers. It's like whether we're here or at home or wherever we are, our desire is like, God, we want to please you. We're going to please you well. And so I want to ask you even today, when, we, when we're here together, and we're going to give it a horns later, okay? We're going to go for it. And, uh, but can we make it our aim to please God? That when, that when we worship Him, that we can walk away as like God was well worshipped today with what we brought Him. Yeah? That's it. I, I love that. And, um, and so the first, 
the first part of worship, I think we all know, the only part of worship is not this, but the first part definitely is a musical side of worship. And, um, and that's not just for some, you know, we, we try and, like, I am a musician, I love it, uh, I'll tell you this, my dad is not a musician, alright, he can't keep a note to save his life, alright, so it hurts me listening to him sometimes, and so we, I mean, we can chat about this, you know, like some of you, you, you love music, and you just like, and uh, I remember, and I'm jumping back, so just after I got saved, Yulsung United actually came to South Africa, and I again took all the other money I had left, and I bought a ticket, okay, I was, I'm going to go to this thing, and I remember it was insane, okay, like just young, and it was vibey and whatever, and I remember worshipping and just giving, and I, when I sing, I like to sing on key and hit all the right notes and whatever. And there was this uncle next to me, and it was just rough, okay? Like, uh, couldn't, couldn't keep it. But I remember that night, he stood next to me, and, and after almost every line we sang, he just said, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus. And he went, oh, whatever, however it sounded. And he would just say, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus. And I remember listening to him that night, and nothing of it was on key, but yes, like, I think it grabbed the Lord's attention. It was like a heart that, that grabbed him, in, even in his inability of musical skill. He gave it all of it. And, and I think the Lord, I don't know even if the Lord heard me that night, to be honest, but he heard him. He heard him. And um, I, uh, I think the challenge, you know, with this musical side of things is, um, let me just, I'm running ahead of myself here, but you know, the, the challenge is that we sometimes think it's about the, we need to have the right song. And there's, there's right songs for the right time, okay? If we want to go extravagant today, please don't sing, what is a bad example now? I don't know, just don't go mellow, all right? There's times where we need to go high, and there's times where we just worship, okay? And, um, but, but sometimes we think, if we don't have the right song, God's not going to be impressed, okay? So we write these new songs, and we're like, Jesus, hold on to your seat. You haven't heard this one. Here it comes, okay? And, uh, and he's in heaven like, I don't know, I'm hearing it from 300 different countries today. And, um, and we sing how great, for the, how great is our God for the 7,000th time. And uh, you know what? I don't, I don't really think Jesus is in heaven like, oh, yes, okay, that, they're singing it today. I'm coming to this congregation, okay? They, I don't, like, uh, right now in, in heaven, the music is so loud, like, I don't know if he's necessarily hearing our songs, okay? He's hearing the hearts. And... Um, but, and we, we get missed with this thing that it's like, it's about the song, or, but it's actually about the worship and the one we worship, you know. He's, le- he's looking for worshipers. He's looking for you. He's not waiting for the right song. And um, I want to give us a few ways of how, actually, God, God wants you to worship extravagantly. I want to tell you this. Young and old here today, the Lord wants you to worship extravagantly. I've read the whole Bible and I tell you, I haven't found one portion in the Bible where the Lord says it is good for you to stand in the back of the corner with your eyes closed. And like, there's times where he said, at home, yes, go in your cupboard and don't stand on the street corners. But he says, when you come together in the assembly, this is how I want you to worship. Did you know that? All right. And um, so I want to I give some to you that's actually in musical worship, ways that we are supposed to express ourselves. And uh, so the first is together in church. I want you to know that this is a good thing. This is not just something that is throughout the age has been a good idea and we do, but actually God instructed us that when we come together, sing. And uh, so Psalm 149 verse 1 says this, Praise the Lord and sing to the Lord a new song. And it's praise in the assembly of the saints. So when we come together, this is something that we do. Now, you can hear me, like, please hear in balance what I'm saying today. There's times that the, when we go into our inner room and we close the door and it's us and Jesus, and there's something that the Lord do when we're together one-on-one with Him that cannot happen here, all right? But there's something that happens here when we're together, when we lift Him up, that can't happen one-on-one in our room. Just how it works, all right? And... Um, and one of the ways is when we come together, there's extravagant worship in the assembly of the saints that can happen, that can't always happen in your room alone. Someone's speaking to me, a Bible app. <laughs> we all know that guy. <clears throat> okay, a second part, and I don't know how you guys are doing with this, but the second one is shouting, all right? And so Psalm 47 verse 1, it says this, Oh, clap your hands, all you peoples, and shout to God, with a voice of triumph. And 
and he is unrestored us of today with that we need to rejoice in the Lord. And I, man, we, I must say, and let me just lock this in because it keeps turning my screen here. Um, we went to West Aldous last week with our hub camp, and we, we went to Provence, and it was quite an interesting weekend, because um, now we, we're all peers, you know, it's just all the elders, and we didn't have necessarily someone who's going to lead the weekend, and uh, Andrew's not there, so we're just together, and it was so interesting, you know, coming together as elders, like, we didn't have to lead anyone, we can just come together and worship, and God can just minister to us, and uh, it was hard, I'll be honest, it took us like two, three days to really just enjoy what the Lord wants to do, wants to do. And on the, the second, second or third day, we were worshiping, and I, I, felt, I felt the Spirit of God says, I want to give you a garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness and, uh, and beauty for ashes, okay? And I, I went to sing the song, and then we pray, and suddenly I just felt the Lord, like, tell me, we need to shout, man. And I, I, I tell you, like, now, now we're all here, it's, uh, it's raining, it's cold, or whatever, and I, I had this moment where I asked the Lord, why me? Okay? I... I don't always want to be the one to like, okay, and, uh, but I, there was this moment where, uh, and it, it really was a spiritual thing, I, I, it wasn't something that I fabricated, but I was like, yes, I unleashed something, you know, sometimes like we need, we just growl from inside, okay, and uh, I just raised the shout to the Lord, and I, as I shouted, like, I don't know what happened, I still can't tell you today, but it felt like something in me just, bam, broke, and uh, and, and, and so there was a, like a triumph, like he's, he's doing, I, and I, it's like I could see it, you know, it's like God is exchanging, he's, he's doing this exchange with us, garments of praise for the heaviness, he's taking my heaviness and he's giving us praise, and he's taking my ashes and he's giving us beauty, and, and this shout of triumph, you know, just came out, and it wasn't like, woohoo, he's doing it, okay, it was a roar, and, uh, and I want to tell you, young and old here today, there needs to be times when we can rejoice in the Lord and there's like this roar that comes from inside. It's not just, we, we're not fabricating it, but like, it's like, God, you are the victorious one. Not many amens to that, okay? But it's like, I tell you, it needs to come out of you. God, God desires a shout to come out of you. He wants it. It's not for the guy leading the meeting and say, okay, we're going to all shout now. Okay, because we're trying to go through this list. That's not why we do it. Okay, it's like God desires a shout at some stage to come out of you, a shout of triumph. And you'll be amazed what the Lord can do spiritually, transition to give you in that time a garment of praise for heaviness. Some of you, maybe you've been stuck in heaviness for years. Okay, maybe what you need to do is shout. It's something that the psychologist can't fix. But a shout, but a shout can fix it. Do you believe that? Okay. I, I had to see a psychologist two years ago. I never thought I would have to, but I did. Okay. I, saw, I walked with Liz East for a year and a half. So, so the other day. Okay. And she's helped me plenty. Okay. She, Liz is one of the eldest wives in the church. And uh, helped me plenty. Okay. But there were some mornings when I walked on the beach and I cried out to the Lord that that psychology session couldn't fix. Okay. A shout can fix something that a psychologist can't do, just by the way. Okay. Dancing. <laughs> okay, now this is me. I step out the, this is not my ball game, okay, but it's for me as well, okay, and uh, Psalm 149 verse 3 says this, let, me, let them praise his name with dance, and man, if you, I, I remember sometimes, um, like when we had our gatherings of 412, and one of those ladies would get on the stage and dance, I remember often not seeing it, but I remember one year Marley, it was Phil and Marley with, was with us now. I remember worshiping. My eyes were closed, but it felt like suddenly something shifted in the atmosphere. It's like suddenly God was with us, you know. And I opened my eyes, and I remember Marley was dancing on the stage, you know. And I, I remember like seeing like, it was like God was so attracted to someone worshiping in expressive dance. And now, who knows why God decided that that's a good idea? You know? I don't know, but He loves it. You know, there's something of an abandoned praise. Now, there's a lot of all the Afrikaans men here with me today, okay? This is not our natural inclination. Let's just be honest here with one another, okay? Like my dad, it'll be a real miracle before he, before he lets loose in dance. But I tell you, a desire that I have is before my dad dies, I want to see him dance in worship because God wants it out of him. So it's like for us here today, dance is a way that sometimes we, we need to unleash before the Lord. All right, I'll tell you a story about the nana. Clapping of hands. Now, we, we can be, this is like, uh, for the Afrikaans people, I remember when we went out there in the church, we went to a different church, and I remember they were known as the happy clappies, all right? And so, 
Um, clapping of hands was like a big step for, Ameri- for Afrikaans people at some stage, okay? We're actually clapping hands in church. And then my mom came to Josh Jen once and said, okay, you guys are not the happy clappers, you're the jolly jumpers. Um, so, but clapping of hands, Psalm 47, one again, it starts with, oh, clap your hands, all you peoples. And, uh, and there's sometimes where um, we actually need to clap unto the Lord. Um, I, I'm trying to remember the story. It's in Exodus where the guys were in the desert. And the Israelites and, and the Lord, you know, the Lord came down with a cloud of fire by day and the cloud by or cloud by day and the fire by night, and um, and actually the one day the Lord said to to Moses, all the people need to stand at the entrance of their tents and clap unto the Lord, and they had a clap offering to the Lord. Now imagine, imagine I don't know how many millions or thousands of people they were, but they brought a clap offering to the Lord, just didn't sing, didn't shout, they all just clapped, nah? and it says that God came down and visited them. How incredible is that, you know, they just, they just clapped, but it wasn't just, yay, it's like they, they worshipped him with, with their bodies, and it says that the Lord came down and visited them, and isn't that what we want, you know, it's not for us, but, but when you really worship him, he comes down and he does meet with us, all right, sometimes we need this more, it's, it's lying down, Leviticus 9, 24, it says this, and fire came down, out from before the Lord and consumed the burnt offering and the fat on the altar. And when all the people saw it, they shouted and fell down on their faces. And uh, when was the last time that in the presence of the Lord, that He came down in such fear, we were so scared, that we shouted, and you fall down on your face, trembling before the Lord. I think if God rocks up in fire here today, we'd probably do it. Okay? And uh, sometimes we just don't see him as the wild one anymore. And we need to remember it's through Jesus. He is the one with fire in his eyes. Um, kneeling down, Philippians 2, verse 9 to 10, it says, Therefore God has also highly exalted him and given him the name that is, uh, which is above every name, that at the name of every Jesus every knee should bow, of those in heaven and of those on earth, and those under the earth. It says that when, he, when Jesus comes back, you won't have a choice. You will kneel down. Okay? But right now we do have a choice that at the name of Jesus we can bow before him. You know? Silence. Uh, this is one we don't always have often because we get uncomfortable with it these days. You know? But um, Psalm 46 verse 10, it says, Be still and know that I'm God. And, and I, I think this is a tough one maybe for today. With, and maybe this is for the younger ones. You know, with the pace of life. Um, it's hard to quiet down. Just be before the Lord and know that He's God. He's got this. I'm someone who likes to do stuff, you know. It's like I know what needs to be done and I, 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 can, I can work and I can fix stuff. And sometimes I just need to slow and know that God is in control. It's worship unto Him, by the way. Songs, it is actually one. We need to sing for those of you who doubt, okay. But Colossians 3.16, it says this, Let the word of Christ dwell richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And, uh, and I wonder this, we, we've probably lost a bit of this as well. It says that you, we address and admonish one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. And I think back in the day, they got some of this right. You know, songs like, come, now is the time to worship. Come, now is the time to give your heart. It's like, I mean, that is, yes, we do sing it to God, but it's actually addressing one another, you, you know. It's like, hey, come, now is the time to worship, whether you feel like it or not. Come, now is the time to give your heart before your God. Before your God. It's like we address one another in, uh, in hymns. Singing in tongues. Uh, 1 Corinthians 14 verse 15 says this, I will pray in the Spirit, and I also pray with understanding. And I will sing with the Spirit, and I also sing with understanding. There's sometimes where, um, I don't know, man, yes, I can go in a million directions with what I'm teaching, okay? But in this, speaking in tongues, I don't know you even, what is your theology around it? Where are you guys with that? But sometimes, you know, I pray, and it's like, God, I petition you for this. And then sometimes I'm like, I don't really know what to ask the Lord for, you know? Then I just pray in tongues. I pray in the language He's given me. And it feels like as I'm praying, it's like my spirit connects with, yes, God, that's what you want to do. Then I pray again with understanding. God, pray for this thing, that you would come and do it. And uh, then it's kind of like, uh, I don't know. Then I pray in tongues. And my spirit, is, uh, the Romans says, when we don't know how to pray, it's the Holy Spirit prays through you. 
Yeah, that's what it is. And, and we do that in worship as well. Where sometimes we sing with understanding and we honor God. And sometimes we just need to sing in the Spirit, all of us. And then if you often heard, like after tongues, then there comes a song. That we sing with understanding and there's faith behind it. Because God spoke. Yeah. And so there's times where I actually want to encourage you, you know, maybe, I don't know if today's the day, we can see, but maybe there's times we actually need to pray for some of you for the gift of tongues. Paul says, I desire all of you to speak in tongues, more to, more to prophesy, but gift of tongues. And then there's times where uh, some of these guys, ants or whoever's going to rally us, if guys, it feels like we need to sing in tongues. I want to encourage you, jump in. Jump in the boat. Do it. Who knows what the Lord wants to do in you? When we do it, you know, let a song come up from you. It's in the Bible, you know. This is for all of us. It doesn't say for the young ones, you will pray in the Spirit. It's for all of, it's all of us, man. You with me still? I, I don't know if I'm stepping on toes or not. But lifting on of hands, and I think this is a common one for us, okay. But 1 Timothy 2 verse 8, it says, Therefore I desire that men pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands. I want to say men, yeah. God specifically highlighted you, okay? It's sometimes easier for the ladies. But guys, the Lord wants us to lift our hands. You know, I, I said to someone the other day, this is an international sign of surrender, okay? If someone comes to you with a gun, what do you do? All right? And, uh, and for, for us as guys, before the Lord, it's the international, international sign of surrender. It's a surrender before God. Because I think for men, our very thing is that we can do it. We can do it. It's in our strength that we'll get it. And actually before the Lord, you know, we need to fold and just say, God, it's all about you. And we surrender before God. The Lord desires you to lift your hands in surrender. Instruments. All right. Psalm 33 verse 2. It says, praise the Lord with a harp. Make melody to him on an instrument of ten strings. Now, I don't know what that is because we don't have instruments with ten strings these days. No. <laughs> but um, sing to him a new song. Play skillfully with a shout of joy. There's a shout again, all right? Shout of joy. And, uh, but there's skillful playing. And uh, we just spoke about it last night when you drove back from the wedding. I said, you know, sometimes for me on a guitar, I get away with murder. Because I'm not a good muser, but I play with a lot of confidence. So it sounds good. And, uh, uh, but there's, there's times where I actually need to go and I need, I need to practice and I need to play and I need to try new stuff. And it's like, I, I remember recently I actually put my little one, we have this bouncing seat thing for her. So I put it in and I pick up my guitar and I just went for it, you know. And she just loves it. She just looks at me. And then sometimes she, she's, how old she now? 15, she's four months now. And she, the other day she tried to sing with me. She's like, ah, it was so cool, okay. It's the coolest moment. But I had this time with the Lord that I was like, she needs to see this often when, we grow, when she grows up. She needs to know that in this house we worship God. And, uh, and it was suddenly like a, a responsibility that came and sat on me as a dad, you know. It's like, I need to get this right. Not only on a Sunday, but my little girl needs to see me worship often. And I had this time where I, I just practiced. I, I just played something new. I just tried something new. There was a new song. And God came and visited us, man, in my house with the little baby there. My wife's there doing something. And uh, God came and he was in our living room and we met with him. And I, I think a part of it, it was skillful hands that just loved him. And it was like the Lord adored it. And he came. And uh, for those of you who can play something, you know, I know this guy is insanely good on an instrument, okay? But for many of us here, you know, that can't do it, that right. But you just go and you just try. Just, just practice. Just do something with skill before the Lord. And uh, I tell you, you'll be surprised that God loves it. And he'll come and visit you. He'll come and do it. And uh, these are ways in the Bible that we can see, it's not our, it's not, and I hope that you see that this is not the Josh Jen way of how we do worship, okay? This is not Hannes' way of how we say we should worship. This is God's way, okay? Those were all scriptures that I found in the Bible that the Lord says, this is what I want you to do, all right? And some of it, if we're honest, is very uncomfortable. You agree? So the dancing one, let me give you an example of this one, okay? Um... I, uh, I was in Team T in my third year, and we had Mervis coming to minister at Team T. First time that, we, that I met Merv, okay? It was insane. And, uh, and so, have you had Mervis here with you guys before? All right? And, uh, and so, I remember Merv came, and uh, I think Gunnery might have even been there. But we, we had this time where, um, 
he was there for a full day. They booked out five hours. Merv is coming to Minnesota TNT, all right, great. And uh, we got into the hall, and he was up on his guitar there already singing songs, the same one over and over and over. For, okay, I'm just joking, okay? There's something on that for sure with him. And I remember we sang this song. It went like this. I'm spinning around and around in your love again. I'm spinning around and around in your love again. Probably for two hours, okay? And uh, I remember I sang it, okay, with all my heart. I'm spinning around and around in your love again. Probably took me two hours to, for the Lord to drop the seed in my heart, like, I don't see you spinning, okay? I'm, I'm singing it, but I, was, I don't see you spinning. And, uh, and, I, and I remember dummy, okay, right in front of the, the, the group, okay? And I'm like, no, I'm not going to do it, okay? And... Uh, and I, I kept singing, no, 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 God, I'll sing louder. I'm spinning around and around in love again. And uh, it's like he just, God was just go, gone. It's like, no, 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 no. Okay. And I said, okay. Uh, and I, it felt so dumb. Okay. I mean, just, uh, I felt so stupid. And I did this. I said, please, Jesus. Okay. And uh, I, I felt everyone was looking at me. All right. I was highly insecure. And I did this. And I just went like, Okay, <laughs> and, uh, and uh, as I said, God, I'm just going to spin around in your love, and I just thought, and I tell you, I probably made like a 180, I wasn't a full circle yet, and only way I can explain it is like, it's like the Lord broke something in my heart of, of insecurity that was ripped out of my heart, okay, to a, to a big degree, something that I was like, up until that, I, I was so, so insecure of what people think and worship too for me was actually it was a performance thing you know like i i tried to it was there was ways you know we can we can come professional at worship jump lifting of hands shouting whatever's comfortable for me you know and uh, and that day was like it was man and probably nobody even looked okay but man did the lord notice and um and and for some of you, you know, we, we sing these songs like, I'll sing, I'll dance, I'll sing because you're good, I'll dance because you're good. And uh, we can sing, and we can shout, we can clap our hands. But the dancing one for me is pretty uncomfortable. And, uh, and I, when, I, when I came here this morning, I felt that, guys, the Lord wants a dance out of you. Yeah. And, uh, and just w- when I was sitting here, I, um, I was reminded of the story of David, you know, when he brought the ark in. And... Um, and the Lord's presence was there, and he danced, okay? And, uh, and his wife looked at him and said, you're an embarrassment to the people of Israel. And he said to her, uh, and we know this, we said, I'll become even more undignified to this, and I'll dance. But, you know, actually for her, you know what her punishment was? She became barren. She couldn't have kids because she judged how our man worshipped God passionately. And, and I, when I, I, I I pose this humbly before you guys, but I want to ask you, and especially because I've done this before and I have to repent before the Lord, but I've judged my brothers and my sisters before when they unleashed worship to the Lord. And maybe I didn't feel God at a station. Maybe some of it was fake. Let's just be real, okay? But maybe some of it was like me that morning, really insecure and, and really just saying, God, this is purely unto you, not unto man. And I, and I did it, you know? And the Lord broke something in me. And, and maybe after it, maybe there was someone else before and I stood there and I, and I judged. Yeah. And you know, the punishment for that is that I think for us in the modern day is spiritual barrenness. And maybe you've been trying, you know, for long to, to worship God and you're trying to do the right thing and, and God is just gone. And I, I feel to ask you guys, like, has there been moments where you've judged brothers and sisters who's given it? They're all to the Lord. And maybe spiritual barrenness has fallen upon you. And you this morning need to repent to the Lord and say, God, I'm so sorry if I judge someone else who's given it um, all to you and I've thought better of myself and actually my pride has judged. It's big before the Lord, guys. And I, I want to tell you that I, I've had to do this before with God. There was a, there was a morning I remember in Malchus that the Lord convicted me of this. People who I've judged in church. And, uh, and there was a season of spiritual barrenness over me. And uh, the Lord wants to free you of that. This is, is I think, eyes that have been darkened. Where we didn't see this, you know. We didn't see this. Actually, it's the Lord that enjoys it. It's not Andrew asks us to dance, man. For goodness sake. Who's Andrew? Really? Okay. And uh, who's Hannes? Who's Ant? 
It's like, it's not us asking, it's God who desires dance to be unleashed in the assembly. And uh, if there's barrenness, I would encourage you this morning to make right with the Lord and just say, God, I'm so sorry. Um, but don't let barrenness become a thing in us. Let's see how we're doing for time here. Um, maybe try and finish with this. Um, Romans 12, now, that, that was the musical side of it, and we're going to go for it this morning with the musical side. Now. But worship is also life, a lifestyle. And um, that, that verse in Hebrews, it continues, Hebrews 13, it says, So therefore, um, uh, in view of God's mercy, offer yourself as living, or no, sorry, um, it says, Through Jesus, therefore, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise as a fruit of lips that professes His name. And let us continue to do good to others, for with such sacrifices, God is well pleased. Okay, so there's a side where we profess His name, and there's a side where we continue to to do good to others. And Romans 12 says this, and we know this verse. It says that, um, it's a part of where it says, let offer our bodies as living sacrifices. But again, I want us to see that, therefore, I urge you, brothers, in view of His mercy. And again, if, you, if you're struggling this morning to want to give yourself, uh, it's like, it's not just to attain to something, but it's actually because it's already been done, you know. In view of His mercy, offer yourself as a living sacrifice. Um, so... Uh, Hebrews 4.16 says this, Let us then approach God's throne of grace with boldness, so that we may receive mercy and find grace in our time of need. And um, we're going we're gonna to worship God this morning. Uh, the worship team can maybe come up um, so long. And we're going we're gonna to go for it. Okay? And I, I want to say, I'm including myself in this boat with you guys. Okay? I'm going to go for it this morning. That when, when I walk out the door this morning, I want to know that God was well worshipped through what I brought in this morning. Okay? And um, are you guys with me? Is everybody okay? Um, and, um, and, and the last thing I want us to do, you know, we're not going to go through a list this morning. It's like, what is it the Lord wants to do? Okay, we try this one, we try this one. That's what we're going to do. But uh, I'm going to go and I'm, God, what do you want from me this morning? How can I praise you? And uh, I want to encourage you guys. Can you go and you, you can ask God, what is it that you want to break in me this morning that I can give you? And um, is that okay? Can, can we do that? Um, let me just. But I. But I think can we can we stand? Um, and we're gonna we're gonna come out now. But just that that portion that I spoke about now with David and with his with his wife that judged. You know, I I do feel there's something that the Lord wants to come and work with us this morning um, regarding that. And I actually want to ask us to close our eyes. Thanks. Um, and, and when I spoke about that, and even as I, uh, let me ask this just off the bat, who is highly uncomfortable with what I'm preaching about this morning? Is there anyone here? Yeah, no one. No one. Oh, cool. Probably if you're uncomfortable, you don't want to raise your hand. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> okay. And, um, and I, I want to I wanna say it's okay. It's really okay. Uh, this is, it, it is so okay. I wasn't, I was also not, I was freaked out probably when this started. Okay. And, um, and I don't want to come this morning and put a burden on you that you have to do something. But actually what I, what I want to happen this morning is that you need to see the mercy of God. You need to see the wonder of Jesus. And that as His people, the privilege we have to can come and radically worship Him. It's just something you okay? So it's that way. I want to say it's okay to be uncomfortable. But I, I don't want us to remain there. I think there was a portion of light that came this morning. And that we're seeing differently. And light that's coming to our hearts. And we want to respond to that. And um, I do want to ask, when I, when I shared about just the story of David and there's times that you've judged brothers and sisters and, that, and I, I mean we can go away and we can dissect it and that was false and that was fake and that was true and that was right or whatever but the Lord is highlighting something this morning and if, if, if He convicted you of times where you've judged brothers and sisters and, uh, and actually you felt since then in worship you're just not able to connect with God the spiritual barrenness that came I believe that the Lord wants to come and bring life this morning and fruitfulness actually and, um, but it, 
I want us to I want us to just repent and respond to the Lord. So while eyes are closed, and you felt the Lord convicted you about that, don't you just want to raise your hand quickly? And I would love to pray with you. Cool. Thanks. Thanks so much. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Okay. God, we really are sorry, Lord, for actually people who brought your sacrifice of praise that we cast judgment upon them. And I want to pray, God, if for these guys it felt like there was spiritual barrenness that came because of those instances, I pray, Lord, would you wash them, cleanse them this morning. I pray, God, even as they're repenting, God, I, I pray, uh, it's like, like I can see fruitfulness, babies. It's like something of a, um, a fruit that you want to birth in us this morning of healthy uh, worship to you. And uh, I want to pray for all of them, God, would you come and replace barrenness with fruitfulness, Lord, Um, in Jesus' name. God, I know you did it for me. Would you do it for them? Um, And that no longer, God, you know, in Acts it says, when the the Holy Spirit was poured out, it says that some were perplexed, some were amazed, and some scoffed, cast judgment. And we're either going to be one of those three when the Spirit starts moving, you know. We're either going to be amazed. We want to be amazed. Or we can be perplexed like, man, I don't get it yet. But I want to know. Or there's sometimes where we're going to scoff and mock. And God, we don't want to be those who mock. We don't want to be those who judge. But help us to become those who are amazed. And when you start moving. And then, Lord, as your, as your people this morning, I don't know where we're going to go. I don't know what you want to do. But I, I do know that I desire that in this house this morning you want to unleash. You, it's like you want to break a stronghold. God, like you did for me, uh, was it seven years ago, where you broke something of an insecurity in me in worship. I know you want to do it for your church this morning, God. And so I want to pray not by man's strength, but by the Spirit. Would you come as we, we, we're going to start with just loving you, God. And I, but I pray as we do it, God, would you come and break something in your people this morning, that we would be a church that loves to radically worship you like you love to be worshipped, God. Would you break the mindset of different strokes for different folks this morning when it comes to worship, but that we are a church of one heart, one mind, one purpose when it comes to loving God. So I want to invite us this morning it, it feels like we, if we were this way we need to bend the other way this morning and really go for it and they're going to lead us even for the worship team what I want to say if you guys went mellow we're going to go this morning we're going to go wild okay we need to bend I'm including myself we need to bend the other way this morning for the Lord to break something in us and I actually want to invite us man let's all move into that corner for like we speak together in the assembly this morning and we're going we're gonna to go for it. And we're not going to fake, okay? But the Lord's going to come and He's going to come drop stuff in your heart. You can worship Him this way this morning. And I want to encourage you, when you hear the Lord, respond. And when someone is going for it this morning, let's not judge, okay? And we're just going to give God honor this morning. And when we walk out, God is well worshipped this morning. Amen? I'm going to pause back to you.